This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Welcome back to Tell Me This. This is Brianne Roos here with a short today. I have to say that preparing these shorts is such a nice opportunity to connect some of the books that I've been reading and podcasts that I listen to and just my everyday experiences. I hope you're able to follow along as I try to weave a thread through a few ideas. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. And thanks for listening. When I was in college, I was on the crew team. And in rowing, the spring races are 2,000 meters, which is about 1.2 miles. If you're an athlete, you can appreciate that this is kind of a tricky distance. It's too long to be a sprint, but not really long enough to settle down and pace yourself. We break the race down into four 500-meter segments. The first one is the initial sprint, where your first move um, literally from standing still. So you lift the boat out of the water with perfectly timed, small and quick strokes. And then you kind of hit the gas and and fly. The second 500 meters, you settle into a fast pace. You're kind of still running on the adrenaline from your start. Then comes the third 500, and this is the worst. It's neither the start nor the finish. You are totally gassed, everything burns, and it's not over yet. Then the last 500 meters is the final sprint where you lay it all on the line, willing yourself and your boat and your teammates to the finish line um, that you know at that point is close. I shared this story with my class the other day. It was an anatomy class and we were learning about the physiology of phonation or how we speak. I actually think it's very interesting. Um, (laughs) It's definitely relevant as we all talk throughout each day. And my students are studying to become speech language pathologists. So this content is kind of like mission critical for them. But let me set the stage. Many of the students were quarantined and the university had moved all classes online that week. And we had been doing some hybrid, um, a hybrid approach with some face-to-face classes each week on campus. And those were so great and so renewing for us. So on this particular day, we were back online We were in week 10 of a 16 week semester and we did not have spring break at the beginning of March as we typically do because the university combined spring break with Easter break to limit travel to and from campus, which makes good sense. But the students needed that break sooner. Well, we we really all did, we, we all needed the break. So on that particular Wednesday afternoon when we would normally be together in the classroom, we found ourselves back on Zoom and the students just were not all that excited about learning phonation. In that moment, I remembered a podcast that I had listened to recently. It was actually at the suggestion of a student. 
It's Krista Tippett's On Being. And her guest was Christine Runyon, who is a clinical psychologist. And she was talking about the neurophysiology of our experiences during COVID. She shared one of Viktor Frankl's famous quotes. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. In the moment on Zoom, the stimuli were the students who were trying to engage, but were really losing the battle. I thought back to Frankel's words, and I thought, literally thought, this is the space. I can make a choice right now. I considered a couple responses. I considered ending class early, giving the students some time to do whatever it was that they needed to do. I considered telling them how important this information was to them for their own lives and for them as future speech pathologists. And I considered sharing the rowing story about the race. In those few seconds, in the pause, I decided on the third option. I kind of cracked the book of Dr. Roos open a little bit for them uh, and shared something about my past that the students didn't necessarily know, but that's a really big part of who I am in a lot of ways. I told them about rowing about the 2000 meters and about how we as a class were dead smack in the middle of that third 500. The thing about rowing though, is that you only get through a race when everyone works together. Literally all of the rowers in the boat have to be in sync pulling through the water. Everybody's hands are raw on their oars, willing themselves and one another to the end. And that's where we were in the semester. The students were right there with me. In this moment, of storytelling and sharing about rowing, their cameras were on, I had full eye contact and there was so much nodding. Then I moved my camera off of just kind of the view that they normally see of myself and my bookshelf. And I uh, aimed it upward and showed them an oar that we have hanging in my office, an oar that I rode with that were painted in school colors or that is painted in school colors. And I explained to them that I went on to marry my rowing coach and that we walked out of the church under crossed oars, the way that military couples might walk out under crossed swords when they get married. You can imagine the smiles on the students because it's always fun to learn about your teacher as a person and they got some really good scoop that afternoon. As you can probably imagine, we did not get to more anatomy, but we did connect. And I'd be willing to bet that, in, that a few students might remember the rowing story maybe even enough to apply that third 500 idea in their own lives. But I'm sure that they would not have remembered the Bernoulli effect and vocal cord movement that I had planned to talk about that day. In Parker Palmer's Courage to Teach, he says that students report their best teachers do not always use the same techniques as one another. They don't all lecture. They don't all have labs or hands-on activities. The common thread across students' best teachers is that they teach authentically. They bring their experiences and voices and hearts to their work. Palmer also wrote a book that Carrie gave me as a gift, and I'm not all the way through yet, but I love it so far, and it's called A Hidden Wholeness. In the book, he talks about a Mobius strip. If you remember this from school when you were younger, um, you can make a Mobius strip by cutting a narrow piece of paper, so sort of like if you had an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, you cut maybe an inch strip of the 11 inch side. And then you twist that strip once or three times, it has to be an odd number, and then tape the edges back together to form a loop. If you trace the inside edge of that strip, you eventually find yourself tracing the outside edge. 
And Palmer suggests that complete separation of the parts of ourselves that we share with the world, so kind of the outside parts, and the parts of ourselves that we keep to ourselves, the inside parts, is actually not possible. So it's impossible to totally silo the inside and the outside. And that keeping those things totally distinct prohibits a whole and connected life. So that's kind of a big thought. But I think that when we bring some more of ourselves to our work, it makes us feel more whole and connected. At least that's what I felt in class that day. Of course, boundaries are really important to establish here, right? And Brene Brown reminds us that full transparency is not the name of the game, but that we can share ourselves authentically with healthy boundaries. For me, living through COVID has made compartmentalizing the inside and the outside even harder than it was before. Christine Runyon, the psychologist I mentioned before on Krista Tippett's On Being podcast, explains that we have been in a neurological state of fight, flight, or freeze for a year, which is not healthy or sustainable. And I know we've talked about this in past podcast episodes on Tell Me This. Maybe you have recently experienced feeling short with people or feeling less focused, maybe being unable to concentrate or decreased productivity. Sometimes you lose your train of thought. Runyon tells us that these are normal responses of our autonomic nervous system when our brains perceive danger. Those things show on the outside. And again, I come back to the Mobius strip and the blending of the inside and the outside. I am recording this short, uh, this episode here, a few days before Easter, when for the first time in a year, we will have a house full of grandparents. Um, side note that all adults are fully vaccinated, we're not going out to eat, and we're following all CDC guidelines. We have not hosted family in a long time, and our house shows it. So we are cleaning up and also cleaning deeply, you know, like getting rid of the clutter and then also doing the real cleaning. You know that really cringy feeling you get when you like really look at your baseboards and the corners of the molding by the ceiling? That's where we are. We are doing a very deep clean, preparing to welcome people from the outside in. It feels really strange and also really great. Kind of a physical moment of proof that we are perhaps nearing the end of the dreaded third 500 of this pandemic. I say that so cautiously and with my fingers crossed. And with that, I will sign off because I have to keep cleaning. Um, to you, I will say, keep rowing, hold on to your teammates, embrace the pause between stimulus and response, and maybe taking a moment to share something about yourself as you run your fingers across the Mobius Strip will help you to feel connected and whole today. Thanks for listening. Your last year Want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? 
You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.